Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This hour of the Costa Report is brought to you by Dole Food Company, the world's leading producer and distributor of fresh fruits and vegetables. Welcome to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and thank you for joining me for another two hours of Straight Talk Radio. I'd like to take a moment to welcome our new affiliate station, WDIS in Norfolk, Massachusetts, who joins us via the Business Talk Radio Network. And as always, our military service personnel who listen to us from remote locations around the world. Thank you for your emails, and thank you for being with us again today. Well, one thing I can tell you, we have a lively program on our hands today. In just a moment, we'll be speaking with outspoken comedian, author, and actor Richard Belzer. He'll be talking about his new book, Dead Wrong, Straight Facts on the Country's Most Controversial Cover-Ups, which just hit the bookstores two weeks ago and has already climbed to the number one Kindle book on Amazon. Now, If you know anything about this program, you know that I'm not exactly a big believer in conspiracy theories. As far as I'm concerned, more often than not, incompetency is to blame. And having been raised by a father who worked for the CIA and having lived undercover in Laos during the Vietnam War, I know a few things about covert operations. That said... Belzer's new book is a page-turner, one that had me questioning many of the alleged facts surrounding the death of John and Robert Kennedy, Martin Luther King, Marilyn Monroe, and others. But before Belzer joins us to explain why we might need to revisit some of these cases, let me tell you a little bit about his background. Richard J. Belzer was born and raised in the picturesque community of Bridgeport, Connecticut. Following high school, he did a short stint as a reporter for the Bridgeport Post, after which he moved to New York City, where he discovered his calling as a comedian. He worked stand-up at Pips, The Improv, Catch a Rising Star, and was a member of the Channel One Comedy Group. From 1973 to 75, Belzer became a regular on the National Lampoon Radio Hour, working closely with fellow co-stars John Belushi, Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, and Gilda Radner. Then in 1976, he landed the role as the warm-up act for the hit television series Saturday Night Live for two years. In the late 70s, he also hosted the popular radio show Brink and Belzer on WNBC in New York. Belzer's acting career began the way many successful careers do, the hard way. 
He played notable roles in Fame, Scarface, and other blockbusters. And over time, this led to many more opportunities. But his big break came as an unforgettable detective on Homicide, Life on the Streets in 1993. Before he knew it, he was on his way to becoming the famous Lieutenant Munch on the popular Law & Order series, a role Belzer has embraced for 19 consecutive seasons. Today, Belzer is not only an award-winning actor, popular television commentator, comedian and author. He is also somewhat of an authority on conspiracies. And in just a moment, we'll talk to him about what got him interested in that field. It's my pleasure to welcome to the Costa Report an outspoken humanitarian and sharp wit, Mr. Richard Belzer. Welcome to the program, Mr. Belzer. Do we have any time left? <laughs> oh, so this is how it's going to start. That huh? was my eulogy. No, <laughs> thank you. I mean, that was great. I have been asked to write more eulogies than I care to say. Oh, well, I'm still alive, so you wrote a living <laughs> eulogy. Well, thank you. Um, in a minute, we're going to jump right into your latest book. But before we do, I heard something about you living part-time in France. Is that right? Well, uh, yes. Uh, I do live there part of the year when I'm not in the United States. And I was just wondering if, if you've noticed any significant differences between how the Europeans view our politics and maybe how we see ourselves. Yeah, well, the Europeans uh, think we're juvenile, infantile, contentious, and scary. And how do you deal with that when you're living over there? Well, I've been there almost 25 years. That's exactly what I mean. You're over there. You're an American citizen, and they think we're juvenile. Juven no, well, not me. Juvenile. I mean, yeah. when they say that, they're talking about the elites, the government. You know, most governments are corrupt, and the people are usually great. So, I mean, it's just that we're more embarrassing than most countries in the way, uh, particularly this presidential year. I mean, they were mystified why we elected Bush twice, and I had explained to them that those those elections were stolen and they all okay you know <laughs> so anyway mm, i'm i would love to hear some of that dinner uh time conversation uh with the you speak french <laughs> i did at one time you know i lived in laos for a period of time and of course they speak beautiful french in laos and vietnam and cambodia which were right, a former french colony exactly and people said well did you speak laotian and i said no uh, everyone speaks french and and beautiful french oui, oui exactly <laughs> so now you're obviously not a person who shies away from controversy whether it's the roles you play in movies or television or the kind of comedy you do. Um, so let me ask you, what first got you interested in cover-ups and conspiracies? Well, uh, in history. These are, this is history. Um, when the president's head was exploded in broad daylight and they got away with it, that kind of woke a few people up. So it was assassination of John Kennedy that made well, the, you start uh, to get yeah. curious? Well, I think everyone was... Uh, that was the day things started going wrong in this country. Because after he was murdered, he was going to get out of Vietnam. He was going to end the Federal Reserve. He was going to skim the oil depletion allowance. He was in talks with Castro. I mean, he was doing a lot of things that people ask me who killed Kennedy. I say, who didn't kill him? Uh, there were elements. It wasn't the government as an institution, but there were elements within the government that were dealing with Cuban exiles and the mafia and, uh, you know, he had to go. Mm -hmm. He was uh, he wasn't owned by anyone, so they couldn't control him. And do you feel that he was taking on too many enemies at the same time? Would you say well, that was at the root of it? When you're president, you automatically have enemies, but 
he was doing some pretty radical things. He wanted to print money through the Treasury and not use the Federal Reserve. So that would cost banks trillions of dollars over time. Mm -hmm. When you're talking about trillions, that's serious stuff. It's not billions or millions. Plus, he wanted to uh, end the uh, skim the oil depletion allowance. By that, I mean the oil billionaires in Texas were making tons of money, and they had a depletion allowance, which was a tax break. Kennedy wanted to skim 1% or 2% off the top, which would have brought hundreds of million dollars into the Treasury, and still the oil companies would have been making their billions. But So when you, when you piss off oil and banking, not to mention he fired the head of the CIA, not to mention he didn't invade Cuba, not to mention he didn't speak out when Italy became socialist. I mean, there's a lot of reasons uh, why elements within our country were distressed with him. He had Dr. King in the White House, so the White Citizens Council hated him. So anybody could have shot him that day in Dallas. All defenses were down. Windows were open all over the plaza. There were hit men there that didn't even know why they were there. They were brought there as red herrings. So it was a pretty, you know, sophisticated operation. But I think it's also fair yeah, to say that you believe that there was some cooperation within the government. With that I don't co- believe it. I know it. Mm-hmm. This is all in the public domain. I, the reason I wrote this book mm-hmm. is because it's a history book. I'm a former newspaper reporter. My partner's a historian. This is not a conspiracy book or there's no conjecture in it. It's just as an FBI agent who we interviewed said, I have just facts, no theories. So I don't think these things. I know them. And in each case, you do demonstrate that there is some evidence of government participation and cooperation. Directly, yes. yes. I mean, that's in the public domain. We've interviewed FBI agents and forensic uh, specialists and uh, medical examiners and contemporaneous witnesses and uh, scientists. I mean, we really have an extensive, uh, if you've seen the book, there's extensive footnotes and bibliography and we want people to question it because then they'll go on their own and and find the truth. America needs to have a citizenry that's well-informed. And if you're not well-informed, then you get the Congress that we have now, Mm -hmm. which has a 10% approval rating because they're spineless, juvenile idiots. Mm. Well, we have to take a short commercial break. When we come back, I'd like to... What are you telling? (laughs) Well, I don't know. They don't let me see the commercial deck. But uh, when we come back, I'd like to talk about your book, Dead Wrong, um, which is now the number one selling Kindle book on Amazon. Congratulations. You're what? Li- yes, it is. I-, I love to break that kind of news to a writer. Um, you're listening to the Costa Report. Hi, I'm here today with Scott Caraccioli, owner of Caraccioli Cellars. What's the first thing folks say when they walk into your tasting room in downtown Carmel? It's not really a typical tasting room that people expect, especially in Carmel. It's a little bit updated, has a little bit more of a modern feel, but still definitely has that cellar quality and old world touch that Carmel exudes. 
And it really shows. It's a very sort of romantic and sexy environment. You know, we had a great interior designer and architect, Cy Teller, that brought everything together and delivering something a little bit different than the prototypical tasting room you walk into. And one more time now, where is the tasting room located and what are your hours? We're located right in the heart of Carmel by the Sea, right on Dolores between Ocean and 7th. We're open daily from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. And on Fridays and Saturdays, we actually open up at 11 and stay open till 10 p.m. Hi, I'm Rebecca Costa, host of the Costa Report. We have an important election coming this November, and I know that many folks are struggling right now. And if you're not struggling, well, then you're just flat out worried. I know that you're hoping that the next president, whoever they are, will have a plan for getting us out of an economic hole that keeps getting deeper. But this time around, the answers may not come from the top down. Something is happening to us, and it is happening to all people in all nations at the exact same time. And that is why I am asking you to take a moment to read The Watchman's Rattle. It's a book that will change the way you see our problems and also the upcoming election. So please pick up a copy of The Watchman's Rattle. Do it now. It's available at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and independent bookstores everywhere. You can also grab a copy at Rebecca Cost. But don't wait. Take a moment to get your copy and together let's get our lives and our country moving forward again. On Highway 1 in Moss Landing, you will find the coolest biker shop in the West. JNS's Eagle Iron and Leather Shop is devoted to the American patriotic spirit. It's located next to JNS Surplus and Outdoor Store, which is your camping, survival, patriotic, and military headquarters. On Saturday, September 1st, we invite you to our annual KIA Ride In huge parking lot sale, military vehicle, and bike show with great food, big prizes, and a patriotic flag raising ceremony at midday that remembers America's killed in action military heroes. Live entertainment with nationally recognized band Big Rain with Bruce Wynn and Friends. Major sponsors are Eagle Emblems Incorporated, Kirby Kirby and Kirby Motorcycle Attorneys, A Tool Shed Equipment Rentals, Good Times Weekly, Fueled by the Fallen.org, Abrego Print, Pirate Graphics, Casual Clothing, Monterey Bay News and Views, and of course KSCO. Meet Fueled by the Fallen founder and movie star Kevin Major Howard from Full Metal Jacket. Witness the 9-11 Angels, a magnificent mobile memorial. JNS Surplus on the corner of Highway 1 and Struve Road. More information at KIAHonorFlag.org or just look for the flags. It may just be a hobby, but you're good at it. Time to share your passion. Time to enter the Santa Cruz County Fair. The deadline for most departments is this Saturday. It's easy. The entry guide and entry system are all online at santacruzcountyfair.com. Whatever your passion, the fair probably has a place for it. But remember, the deadline is this Saturday. Details at santacruzcountyfair.com. Eat, Drink, Explore Radio is your lifestyle information source. Our focus includes food, wine, craft beer, travel and tourism trends, emphasizing healthy, local, and sustainable options. We've got you covered from 8 to 10 each and every Sunday morning, live, right here on KSCO AM 1080. Eat, Drink, Explore Radio, your source for the lifestyle you love. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and our guest today is humanitarian actor and author, Mr. Richard Belzer. 
before the break, you were explaining that the reason you wrote the book, Dead Wrong, is that you wanted to stick to the facts rather than conjecture where certain historical events are concerned. Well, now let's talk about the assassinations of John and Robert Kennedy and Martin Luther King. Let, let's start with, the pre, with President Kennedy. In 1963, the Warren Commission completed its investigation, and they were satisfied that there was no conspiracy. And right. as you point out... As recently as 2003, Americans were polled, and over 70% believe the president was killed as part of a larger plot. Yeah, so, it's 90% now. 90% of the people in the United States believe President Kennedy was murdered by a conspiracy. The other, and, and this is in 2003. Other than, yeah, I'm talking about 2012 now. Wow. 90% believe there was a conspiracy. The other 10% work for the media or the government. <laughs> well, that's a good point. I could believe that the other 10% do believe for the work for the media or the government. So my question to you is, do you feel the Warren Commission was either in on this conspiracy, or do you believe they were just incompetent? Here's what happens when rogue elements within a government do something. The rest of the government who wasn't in on it has to cover it up out of institutional embarrassment. Don't forget, Kennedy was murdered during the height of the Cold War. We did not want the rest of the world to think that we were a banana republic. So when people found out that there were elements within our government that killed the president, that's why the cover-up is almost bigger than the crime. And the press was involved in the cover-up, elements within the government, out of institutional embarrassment, out of patriotism. A lot of people had honorable reasons to cover it up. But now it's 50 years later. There's nothing that the American people can't handle after being lied into two wars and Iran-Contra and Watergate. I mean, we're very sophisticated people, but the elites are very patronizing and think that we can be controlled and we're dumb and, you know, the Hobbesian view of the elite. I'm a Jeffersonian uh, Democrat, and that, by that I mean he believed in the people, the working class, the farmers, the people that had dirt under their fingernails. This country was designed to take care of the people, and the elites are supposed to serve the people. At some point, I guess around 1980, the pyramid got inverted, and the very wealthy started with corporations, and etc., controlling our news, uh, what we buy. And I mean, this is a very sophisticated thing that's going on since 1914, when public relations first came on the map. The Rockefellers needed PR because they had slaughtered miners at the, in Ludlow, and they needed to change their image. So they hired this guy who said, look, the old man should be seen giving out money. The young guy should be photographed at, at work sites, and you should build hospitals and schools. And this was to disguise their union-crushing, greedy, uh, you know. Right, they hired handlers. I, yeah, I, I, I understand. But I guess my question is, is what use is it for the Obama administration not to bring these facts forward? I mean, what, why would they not do that if there's evidence? That's not their job. I mean, first of all, any... But why would one administration cooperate with a previous administration's wrongdoings? part-time workers. We live in a national security state that was formed in 1947. Mm -hmm. And since Kennedy was murdered, every president since then, when, once they're sworn in, they bring him into a room, they sit him down, they show him the Zapruder film, and they say, look, you'll be here four or eight years. We can explode your head and get away with it. You do what we say. You I'm don't really, really think that someone sat down, sat Obama down and showed him that film and said, do as yeah, we I'm say, or? Metaphorically, but it could be literal. Really? I, really? 
Why didn't Obama indict Bush? Bush is a war criminal. Rumsfeld is a war criminal. Condoleezza Rice is a war criminal. They can't go to The Hague. There's certain countries in Europe where Kissinger is a war criminal because of the secret bombing of Laos and Cambodia. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, this, I'm not making anything up. This is all. So you feel that each time a new president comes in, they're they're indoctrinated and and really. I mean, I'm just asking. I, I mean, I, look, don't don't get mad at me. I'm just asking no, questions. I'm, I'm yeah. ranting, not at you, baby. I'm just <laughs> ranting at the world. This is not personal. I'm a reporter. Right. I'm just right. You know, I, I'm just trying to understand what happens when you get a president like Obama, who who runs on a platform of change. He gets in there, and then you know, it almost felt like something happened. I, I'm kind of agreeing with you because something happened between the Obama that campaigned and then the one we saw the. The last four years well, and maybe you're right well, the, the reason obama isn't first of all no president is capable of keeping all campaign promises well of course and and obama w- brought in all the bankers that caused the debacle in the first place that's who he's surrounded by mm-hmm. he was bullied by the by the military early on and i think like jack kennedy who was green and was duped. Uh, he was told that when he invaded the Bay of Pigs that the Cuban people would rise up. They did not. He fired the head of the CIA. He, Kennedy became a great president in office. Obama is on the verge. He could become a great president because if he doesn't have to be reelected, he can do the speech on gun control that he did on race. He can do things that he can't do now because they'll say, oh, the black president's going to take our guns away, or, you know, he's from Indonesia, or he's a Kenyan socialist. I mean, Obama, don't forget, he's the first black president in the history of the country. And that there's a lot of people in America who can't wrap their heads around it. And these are, you know, not just yahoos, but a lot of very powerful people cannot get their head wrapped around Obama being president. That's their problem, but they're powerful. Mm-hmm. So the reason he didn't uh, he didn't indict Bush, he didn't. I mean, that, the previous administration left him with a, an impossible mess. Why didn't he? Because it's impossible. You're going to arrest the Bush and Rumsfeld. That's how he's going to start his presidency. The first black president comes in and arrests all the white guys. I mean, don't forget, there's this country is it's not black and white anymore. Pardon the analogy, but. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of gray areas going on. There's a lot of stuff people aren't generally aware of. That's another reason I wrote the book. There's nothing more thrilling for me than, than displaying and revealing a truth that is not generally known. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I understand that. And bring it to the public's attention. As you point out, there's very few venues anymore where you can get these facts out. Because for the and, most and part, there's tremendous suppression. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely understand, and I know that's why you wrote the book, and and uh, you know, and it is a good book. I have recommended it all over the place. I, I really people, appreciate that uh, because it does have facts in it that I think people are not aware of, and I think what happens is is that the story about the conspiracies uh, tend to override the actual facts and the underpinning. Um, and I, 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 I don't give a lot of credit to the stories, but I do the facts. As you know, Alan Greenspan once said, um, you're entitled to your opinions, but not your facts. And I loved that phrase um, because facts are facts and they're stubborn things. As Alan Ginsberg, mm-hmm. Alan Greenspan? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he's uh, one of the most, how shall I say, worst people ever to be in charge, to have the job he had. In 1997, he said in the Wall Street Journal, he recommended that businesses keep their workers insecure about their wages. Yes, I remember that. These people I, have disassembled. The I, I think he has. Uh, he admitted in front of the Senate. Yeah. He, he was had, wrong. He was wrong, and he, he has done everything it. possible to retract that. Now, we have to take another break. When we come okay. back, let's talk about more recent cover-ups like the Vince Foster case, as well as what might be getting suppressed in the upcoming election. Stay with us. You're listening to the Costa Report. Hello, my name is Tom Burkhart, founder and CEO of Savant Investment Group. We recently opened an office on the Monterey Peninsula headed by local 22-year resident Peter Truman. Our firm began working with clients in the Bay Area 20 years ago. We understand the anxiety of the typical investor, particularly in these volatile times. We're SEC registered, we don't sell products, and we don't receive commissions. We are fee-only advisors. We have several strategies that focus on cash flow to meet your retirement income needs while reducing the risk of the overall portfolio. We manage accounts for $1 million and above. You can reach us at 1-800-672-8268, 1-800-672-8268, and visit our website at www.savantig.com. Again, www.savantig.com. Thank you. Since 1849, California has been the new frontier, and the passion for innovation and development of great new products and services continues. But one thing that has changed is how these products and services are introduced, developed, and marketed to the consumer. Whether you're marketing a brand, a band, a product, or a service, Link Media Partners is here to help. To find out how we can help you, call 831-295-1849 or find us online at linkmediapartners.com. The Aptos Academy, where the arts enhance the academics, is an independent preschool through 8th grade school located on a beautiful 5-acre campus just off Highway 1 and San Andreas Road. Dedicated and caring teachers ensure each student's questions or errors are addressed before moving forward and each student can progress as fast as their interest and ability allow. The Aptos Academy, an exceptional school where your child's talents can blossom, is now enrolling Call 688-1080 for more information. That's 688-1080. Aptos Academy, where futures are created. Call 688-1080. Aptos Academy is having an open house on Saturday, August 18th from 1 to 4 p.m. Call now. School starts September 4th. Yes, it is loud. It is raucous. It is fun. So get up and go for it. Take the family, take friends, take the entire neighborhood to the rip-roaring racing fun at Ocean Speedway in Watsonville. Don't miss race night at Ocean Speedway. Great competition, great crowd, great food, and best of all, Ocean Speedway is local. 
If you've never been to the races at Ocean Speedway, you've really been missing out. Don't miss the next race night at Ocean Speedway. At the Santa Cruz County Fairgrounds on Highway 152, head to the races at Ocean Speedway. Ocean Speedway is located at the Santa Cruz County Fairgrounds just two miles east of downtown Watsonville on Highway 152. Get up and go for the loud, raucous, rip-roaring racing fun this Friday night at Ocean Speedway. Explore your universe with Coast to Coast AM. Assuming there's life like ours on other planets in this universe, do you think they too might be looking for this God particle or this question of who are we? How did we get here? Or do you think they even have the answer by then? If they're sentient, intelligent beings, I have no doubt in my mind they're asking the same questions that we're asking. And the day you find a being that's not looking is the day you probably found God. Beginning at 10 p.m. on KSCO. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm here today with humanitarian actor and author, Mr. Richard Belzer. And before we went to break, we were talking about the difficulties Obama faced once he got into office because of the tremendous influence financial institutions and businesses have in Washington, D.C. today. These forces, well, they just they just take time to dismantle. Um, now, more recently, we had the case of White House counsel Vince Foster, which, in your view, involved more shenanigans and cover-up. Is that right? No, not in my view. In the view of the police and the forensic experts and the medical examiners and eyewitnesses on the scene. Well, There's take a, a moment to explain to, our, yeah, explain to our audience um, really what the problem was with Vince Foster's death. Uh, um, well, they say he committed suicide. Mm -hmm. The problem starts with, well, there's a few. One, there's a photograph of him uh, lying on the ground with a pistol in his hand, and it's a black 32. The official report said he killed himself with an antique silver gun. Mm -hmm. His body was moved. His car wasn't there when it was discovered, and it mysteriously showed up. Uh, there were carpet fibers on his clothes, so he was dragged from somewhere. Uh, and not to, this is not purient what I'm about to say. It's just a fact. There was a tremendous amount of semen in his underwear. When people die, they do sometimes release a minute amount of semen or other fluids from the body. Mm -hmm. But he had a tremendous amount in, meaning he probably had sex just before he was murdered. And he has a defensive wound on his hand as if he was blocking a muzzle of a gun. So he was shot, he was murdered, and whoever the sloppiness was uh, in the CIA manual about murder, which uh, I've read, mm -hmm. when you kill, there's different ways to kill people. If you make it look like a suicide, they have a what they call a drop gun, that they, and it's usually a black 32 that mobsters and CIA and other people who kill people, they leave on the scene and they either say, that person tried to shoot me or they killed themselves with it. So it was very sloppy because this is recent, so you'd think they'd be more sophisticated. Um, and uh, so, so what conclusion do you draw from that, that it's so sloppy and messy, it doesn't really look like the work of a professional to leave the wrong gun there? I know, that's what's so mystifying about it. He was murdered. He didn't commit suicide. I don't know who murdered him, but uh, he was murdered. So that's why that's, you know, so intriguing to me. Right, and, and, and he's murdered, but it looks so amateurish. 
I don't. It well, looks amateurish. Maybe, well, yeah. Um, but, you know, when you commit crimes this complex, you're bound to make mistakes. When Kennedy, or Bobby and Jack and Martin, when they were murdered, they didn't know that in, the, in 2010, 2011, 2012, we'd have spectral analysis. We'd have these computers. We could, exa you know, we go back and we can see things that they couldn't see or anticipate then. That's why there's, you know, particularly in John Kennedy's murder, there's research that just came out in the last year or two. We're still finding out things. But here's what bothers me about this stuff, right? We, we know that the CIA has poisons that are undetectable. Yes. Right, yeah. it, right. By any kind of analysis, why, why use a gun and then leave a gun? I mean, everything's so funky and awkward, and and leave so much room for error. Why, why shoot from a rifle from in open space where the public is, uh, and run the risk that you're going to try to shoot this person while they're driving in a motorcade? Well, they had four shooters. But the planning, uh, the planning. I mean, if you were sitting there trying to plan to assassinate a president, would you well, come up with a plan that was that was that, that put offered so much risk and fault? It was a classic military style assassination of a head of state. We already had in place at that time shooter teams trained to kill Castro and other heads of state. So they just turned the guns around, and there were four shooters. The first, uh, Oswald, by the way, didn't fire a shot. He wasn't even near the sixth floor. He was a patsy, like he said. Mm -hmm. He was a government, he was a false defector who went to Russia, and along with 17 or 18 other false defectors, and so they had to build a case on him to set him up as a patsy. He thought he was going to infiltrate the cabal and expose who was going to kill Kennedy, when in fact they blamed it on him. Mm-hmm. He's, he, we've proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that he worked uh, for the government. Yes. He was a, a government operative. Mm -hmm. And uh, he and about 18 other people were recruited to pretend they were going to defect Russia. And the Russians knew this. And that's why Oswald, they, they knew he was a defector, a fake defector. So, you know, obviously it's pretty mysterious. He marries the daughter of a colonel from the KGB. He gets a corner apartment, and he gets a job at the Minsk radio factory. And the Russians had kept an eye on him. They knew everything he was doing. And actually there were two Oswalds. Uh, one of them went around uh, rifle ranges in Dallas, shooting at other people's targets next to him saying, uh, you know, he hates the president. There was another, uh, this impersonator, uh, the other Oswald, went to a car dealer, and we know Oswald doesn't, didn't drive, but this guy got in the car with the salesman and drove crazily and said, I'm going to have, I'm coming into a lot of money soon, and, you know, so they're all, they're setting Oswald up. Right. I understand that. But I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that we're get, when you're going to take out a high profile target, like you have so States. Yeah, like the president or the head of the CIA, right, or White House counsel. There's so many technologies and so many ways to do it in which it's undetectable. Uh, why create grand theater like 9-11? Why create uh, a... I'm not you know, talking about 9-11. I'm talking about these murders. Right, but even you on these murders, my, my point is, is that why would you create such a grand spectacle when there's an easier way to do it that's not detectable? That's my question. It's a good question. It was a grand spectacle because 
the uh, elements within the government, not the government as an institution, but the elements within the government, and we're talking about Division 5 of the FBI, elements in the CIA, members of the Joint Chiefs, Cuban exiles, mob guys, and racist uh, Citizens Council guys who hated Kennedy because he had Dr. King in the White House. The reason his head was exploded in broad daylight, they were making a statement, mm-hmm. not only to everyone in, in the world, but in the government. They got away with it. I mean, uh, this, is the most, this is the greatest murder mystery in, in, in history. You, you, you explode the president's head in broad daylight in front of all these people, and then you tell, uh, then Lyndon Johnson bullies uh, the chief justice, Earl Warren, who shouldn't have been on the Warren Commission because if the case went to trial and eventually would have wound up in the Supreme Court, he would have had to recuse himself as a conflict of interest. So the Warren Commission was total bullshit, pardon my expression, and everyone knows that. I mean, it's common knowledge now. Most people in America know that Kennedy, that Oswald didn't do it. If he did shoot, it wasn't alone. Uh, I've proven that he, and we've proven, Oswald didn't fire a shot. So it was grand theater for a lot of reasons, to make a statement, to show it was an arrogant way of the military-industrial complex, to use President Eisenhower's term, which he warned us about, of showing that, look, we run things, and every president since Kennedy is probably, you know, peeing in their pants, if, you know, because they could take them out. So, so your like point you say, would be they, that the reason that, that these are... bury them right. in a room and they'll get cancer and die... They don't have to blow their heads off. They blew his head off for a reason. Well, I'm a believer that many people in the government that are important die under mysterious circumstances. Thank we just you. don't know. We yeah. just don't know Casey being one of them. Suddenly, right at a critical time when he's going to testify, he dies of natural causes. I, I don't really think so, but I do believe that we you have technology. We have technologies that will not allow us to ever make that determination. We can have the, what suspicions no, we do. We, we do. Want, That's but. why I wrote this book. We have forensic scientific evidence. We have FBI testimony, police on the scene of crimes that said, uh, for instance, Marilyn Monroe. We spoke to the first officer on the scene. He said staged murder, Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. That was day one. Yes. They didn't call the police for six hours. They cleaned up the scene. I believe she was murdered to embarrass the Kennedys, but... They didn't anticipate people coming in and cleaning it up. I'm sorry, we have to take our last break, but when we come back, I'd like to talk about what we might be covering up in the upcoming election. You're listening to the Costa Report. Hi, I'm Rebecca Costa, host of the Costa Report. We have an important election coming this November, and I know that many folks are struggling right now. And if you're not struggling, well, then you're just flat out worried. I know that you're hoping that the next president, whoever they are, will have a plan for getting us out of an economic hole that keeps getting deeper. But this time around, the answers may not come from the top down. Something is happening to us, and it is happening to all people in all nations at the exact same time. And that is why I am asking you to take a moment to read The Watchman's Rattle. It's a book that will change the way you see our problems and also the upcoming election. So please pick up a copy of The Watchman's Rattle. Do it now. It's available at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and independent bookstores everywhere. You can also grab a copy at Rebecca Costa. But don't wait. Take a moment to get your copy and together let's get our lives and our country moving forward again. 
Hi, I'm Judy Profeta, owner, broker, and active real estate agent of Alon Pinnell Realtors, a locally owned real estate company. We've operated on the peninsula for over 16 years, currently located on the corner of Ocean and Dolores and Unipero between 5th and 6th in downtown Carmel. We serve the Monterey Peninsula, focusing on Carmel, Pebble Beach, and the Carmel Valley. Our firm of about 50 agents represents everything from Carmel Cottages to Pebble Beach Estates and oceanfront properties to Valley Vineyards. We are actually known for our vast inventory of fine properties. Drop by and see us, or better yet, visit our website at apr-carmel.com. That's apr-carmel.com. Or you can give us a call at 831 822-1040. And make sure you tell them Judy sent me. Robert Frost said, good fences make good neighbors. But I say, bamboo privacy hedges make really good neighbors. Hello, I'm Larry Gullman of Bamboo Giant on Freedom Boulevard in Aptos. Bamboo Giant features the best bamboo species for our local climate, which means we have the right bamboo for you. Listen to what customers have to say. My name's Amy Brooks. I'm from San Jose. I had a new fence built, and it left a little space between me and my neighbor. Love my neighbor, but didn't we just didn't need to be in each other's business. And so I looked at bamboos online, thinking it would be very simple, and come to find out there's 8,000 varieties of bamboo, and the only ones I knew about were those little squiggly ones. So I went to Bamboo Giant in Aptos, and he had two varieties for me to pick from. And so I looked at those two and picked the one I like. The privacy problem has been solved. Visit Bamboo Giant and walk our 30 acres of naturally growing bamboo groves. You will be truly amazed at the diversity, and you will see just how easy it can be to use bamboo to bring privacy to your home. Bamboo Giant is located at 5601 Freedom Boulevard in Aptos and on the web at bamboogiant.com. Hi, folks. How many of you out there love to garden? Wouldn't it be nice to grow some of your own food? Or maybe a flower garden would brighten your day. Well, now you can have the pleasures of gardening without all that effort. You don't need a tractor. You don't need a rototiller. All you need is the Knox Garden Box, a heavily constructed portable elevated garden on legs that can virtually change the way you've gardened in the past. The Knox Garden Box can be set up anywhere. Yes, you can place it right on concrete. For those with bad backs, you've got critters and gophers. No space or maybe no dirt. With the Knox Garden Box, the therapy of garden is now the prescription for good mental health. The way to find your fabulous Knox Garden Box is by logging on to KnoxGardenBox.com. That's K-N-O-X GardenBox.com. Or by calling 831-461-9430. Welcome back to the Costa Report. Our guest today is one of my favorite actors and authors, Mr. Richard Belzer. And before that last break, you were making the point that the first officer to arrive on the scene of Marilyn Monroe's death characterized the scene as a staged murder. And then after that, yeah, the the crime scene was obviously tampered with. And I think everyone came to that same conclusion. Yeah, but to the degree that, you know, they said that she ingested Nembutal mm-hmm. and committed suicide. Well, there was no, nothing in her stomach. If you take Nembutal, you die before it's all uh, digested, and your body contorts, and you usually uh, expel, you know, uh, you regurgitate. and Right, and whatever you, your stomach contents are. Mm-hmm. She was ramrod straight in what we call the military position, like when you lay out a soldier who's been m- killed. 
mm-hmm. and the room was immaculate. The window in her bedroom was broken from the inside because they wanted to make it look like somebody broke in from the outside. They said she had, there was a glass next to her bed with two empty pill bottles, very staged. She couldn't, there was no water in her room. Her kitchen, her bathroom sink was broken, so she couldn't get any water. She couldn't ingest those pills. In fact, we found out earlier that day she was looking for sleeping pills. She didn't have any. She was not suicidal. She had an appointment with her hairdresser the next day. She had two or three different projects that she was involved in. She was on her uh, the phone with a friend of hers, and she said, I think I heard something. Wait a minute. And she never came back. Um, it's terrible. I mean, the poor girl was murdered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's certainly a lot of inconsistencies in uh, what was found on the scene uh, what was analyzed afterwards, and then um, the idea that she had committed suicide. However, there are many unintentional suicides where people overdose on... But she didn't, couldn't even have accidentally killed herself because she didn't have any pills. Right, well, unless, she, unless of course, she found some pills or someone made them uh, available to her. But so the water problem, that murdered. still doesn't answer the water problem. An yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't make anything up. I know that. Switching gears now, we have a close election coming up. And recently I heard you describe the Democrats as driving toward a cliff at 40 miles an hour and the Republicans driving toward that same cliff at 80 miles an hour. And according to you, it just might boil down to which driver and how fast. So my question. I want Obama to drive because he's going a little slower than Romney. (laughs) In terms of crushing the poor and the disenfranchised and gays and women and loving war and kissing Wall Street's ass. Well, if it's the case that both are driving toward a cliff, does it really matter who we vote for in this election? Do you want to die in 40 minutes or in three hours? I would go for three hours, baby. Okay, so you're just saying that the timeline stretched out, so, you know, um, live your life to the fullest because we're going off the cliff. Is there any possibility we can turn that steering wheel? Yes, we can. If Jesus comes back and aliens, friendly aliens land, or if there's a, a mass epiphany on our part, I think this is arguably the most important election maybe, I don't want to say ever, but there's never been such a clear choice and the way i vote when i do vote and i don't always vote i determine my vote by who will cause the least amount of suffering in the world and i think that's an easy one this time that's a very good standard to use i hope that listeners are paying attention to that and and i think it is a good standard to say who will cause the least suffering they may not solve every problem we have but they don't have to um exacerbate it exactly Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So following along the lines of your book, has your research uncovered anything about Romney or Obama that's likely to break before Election Day? They've been assassinated? Well, not assassinated, but any kind of conspiracies or... My book is about other things okay okay but you do you know we do keep hearing about these birthers who still have a problem with the president's citizenship and and he's black people can't wrap their head around a black president but why do they have to come up with such they're racist and they can't understand when these people say they want their country back they want their country back from who 
I mean, it's our country. What are they talking about? It's I, racist. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why it would be so hard to just give the president the benefit of the doubt. What happened to giving our leaders the benefit of the Richard doubt? Nixon, people don't trust the president anymore. Nixon ruined the presidency. We don't trust the presidency. We don't trust the government. Now we don't trust the media. There are more public relations people in America than journalists. Everyone is shaping what they want us to know. The government, corporations, people have to wait. And most people don't have the time. They're working. They're worried that their house may be repossessed by some bankster, gangster. Um, and people cannot, like, I'm an actor. I have a lot of downtime. I was a newspaper reporter. So I can do the research, and I work with David Wayne, who's a historian. You know, it, it, it's sad that a comedian has to, you know, write a history book. But that's, you know, because our corporate media and uh, all these commentators and think tanks, they did not uncover this stuff. So, I mean... You know, you know. not too long ago, I, I had Craig Newmark, the founder of Craigslist, on this program. And I oh, was no. asking him who yeah. he goes to for his SPACs. What, what do, right. Where does he go for facts? And he said, there's only one place, John Stewart. And I said, what does it say about us that you have to go to the comedy channel right. to get your facts? John Stewart's the most respected newsman in America. He is, but he's he, on the comedy channel. He is we, a fan, but what does that say about America? It says that we, we have to go to a smart comedian like him or Stephen or Bill or David and to get information. Mm -hmm. That means they don't trust what we used to trust. Walter Cronkite was the most trusted man in America. Absolutely. You know, David Brinkley. Those, but those guys, we, yeah, I wouldn't well, have known if they were, a re, you know, I wouldn't have known if they were Republican or Democrat. I mean, I, I didn't know how they were voting. It didn't exactly. seem relevant. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, most journalists and historians are, are liberal because smarter people tend to go into those professions. There's nothing to do with politics it's just the nature of humanity mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but but why, things you know, have changed now and i do agree john stewart people from the left and the right go to him to get a yeah. fair uh, analysis and that is you know that's something that is very new to us and new and it's embarrassing <laughs> as, as an american i'm embarrassed uh. that comedians have to do the job of journalists, historians, and, and the government. I, I am a biologist by training, so I'm not just embarrassed of Americans. I'm, I'm embarrassed of our species. We are no, the no, top no, of the no, food no. chain, and we're behaving very oh, poorly. Rousseau had it right, the noble savage. We all, we, all, we all have within us the capacity to be saints or sinners. And when opinion is shaped... Like, for instance, Fox News. They've been studying Fox News for years, objective studies. Mm -hmm. The most recent one, they, they polled people who don't watch any news, and they polled people who watch Fox News. The people who don't watch any news were better informed than people who watch Fox News. Mm -hmm. That's how dangerous, uh, when a political party has their own network, it becomes a propaganda device. And there are intelligent people that I know who quote Fox News and I don't even answer them because it's poison. It's false scholarship. It's bad journalism. Roger Ailes is a slime ball who has an agenda. He detests anything to the left, which is, you know, uh, kind of ridiculous when this country is 
partially a socialist country. I mean, firemen don't give you a bill after they put a fire out. The police don't give you a bill after they, you know, rescue you. There are public highways and universities and hospitals. We are a socialist country by definition. Mm -hmm. But there are fascist elements within the country. We are also an oligarchy. That's why America is such a mess, because the Jeffersonian vision was the pursuit of happiness, right? Government should not get in the way of the pursuit of happiness, and that's what they're doing by cutting back work programs, by cutting uh, uh, student loans, by not giving women enough health care or telling people to get off welfare and get to work and not training them. You know, it, it, it's really distressing because most people in America, I believe, are decent to a little bit more progressive than conservative. Every survey I've read since the 70s, if you ask a person, would you pay a dollar more a week, for health care, yes. Do you want clean air? Yes. Everybody wants the same Well, on that note, uh, believe it or not, that that is our program for today, Mr. Felser. But before right, you go, on, don't I, darling? I, want, I want to thank you for... No, your thank you for indulging me, and I really appreciate you supporting the book. Thank a you so Absolutely. Much. Tremendous book. I hope everyone listening today will go out and get a copy. Thank you, Mr. Belzer. For those of you leaving us after the first hour, our guest next week is presidential candidate for the Libertarian Party. Mr. Gary Johnson will be here right here on your favorite weekly news program. Until then, I'm Rebecca Costa, and you're listening to the Costa Report. Are you looking for fresh, creative, and healthy ideas to bring to your table? Hi, I'm Amy Tobin, a cookbook author and culinary expert. Dole makes it easy to eat the right foods with their wide selection of salad blends and all-natural salad kits. Whether it's Sunday night family dinner or a lunchtime indulgent with your favorite salad ingredients, let your culinary imagination soar with more than 30 varieties of salad blends that range from sweet and subtle to zesty and bold. For the ultimate in fresh convenience, try Dole's all-inclusive salad kits with farm-fresh lettuces, crunchy vegetables, and all-natural Dole specialty dressings and toppings. To learn more about Dole salads and for inspiring recipe ideas, visit Dole.com salads or like Dole Salad Guide on Facebook. With so many delicious and convenient choices, it's easy to find nutritious inspiration with Dole salads. I have a neighbor at KSCO North who is a medical doctor, a cardiologist, and a member of the Richmond City Council. Jeff Ritterman has come up with a novel way to promote healthy eating and active living in his community. He proposes a soda tax which would raise about $3 million for school sports and nutrition programs. And the council has voted to put this on the November ballot for voter approval. Now normally I'm allergic to and opposed to additional taxes to make it even harder for all of us, but because sugar is one of the most toxic substances known to mankind that causes so much illness, misery, and death to our population. This is one tax I can wholeheartedly support. Join Dr. Jeff Ritterman, pharmacist Ben Fuchs, and me on the KSCO Poison Special this Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon, right here on Wake Up, You're Being Had, Big Time Radio, AM 1080 KSCO. From Positiepo to Pebble Beach, Red Hot News Talk, AM 1080, KSCO Santa Cruz. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.